thoughts on altered states of consciousness. How have I changed? How have I really, really changed? Where am I at with Meg? Would I ever interview her? Welcome back to your George, everybody. It's Cage, your God. You're replacing the voice inside your head for now, giving you a break from the constant turn monologue that is the human mind. I want to say first, thank you for listening or viewing on whatever platform you're on. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, drop a like in this video so that other people can find the voyage um, at George Podcast, Instagram, and TikTok for the highlights. And uh, we've had a bunch of uh, really great podcasts recently, all guest-based, and so I've been kind of itching to do my own. Um, that's where I first started. That's why I started this podcast. I needed a place to like vent and speak and talk. And I haven't been able to get that recently just because I've been busy. I've been really, really having trouble managing so many things because I'm so ADHD in how my attention is. I'll just like, I'm excited about this and then I'll go that way. And then I want to do all these seven things, but I'm not really good at um, like setting a game plan and sticking with it and actually accomplishing them. I just kind of like sort of accomplish this one that I move to this one that I bounce to this one, bounce to this one, bounce to this one. So I've been working on that. Um, I'm really, really learning a lot about myself out here, and I'm finally starting to turn a page, and I talked about this on my podcast with Mark, I think, that I'm finally making some headway, and I'm not really spinning my wheels anymore. Uh, we're making some progress with my family, uh, making some progress with myself, making progress with some of my friends, and a lot of things, just growth, I guess, just growth, and I've been out here for coming up on or a little bit past three months now on my own, living in my car, traveling, working. And only in the last month or so have I started working with DoorDash and that's allowed me to continue this kind of like uh, exploration, this joyage. And I'm so thankful for that. Shout out, shout out, shout out Maddie for that. And um, man, it, it's been a crazy ride to say the least. And the amount of introspection, reflection, and just like internal growth. I don't even know what else to say. Like, I hate that word, like growth. Those kind of words get thrown around like spirituality. But this trip has really, really started to turn into something more symbolic than anything. And it's really starting to not really matter where I'm at. And it's really about, like I said, a symbolic journey of me dealing with my shit and facing my demons and healing some of my trauma that I had growing up. Not anything like crazy bad, just like, you know, childhood stuff and um my parents have been super supportive I've been talking to them a lot um my family uh and my friends uh, I, I feel like I've cultivated the ones that are gonna last and I'm really really proud of myself for that and I've been really working on some of my self-talk because I'm really struggling with you know just beating myself up about not getting this not getting that um the the beginning of this trip started off horribly because the cryptocurrency just all of crypto just tanked immediately. And that kind of put me down the dumpster a little bit. Cause I was hoping that shit would keep going up. And I learned so much though. Like I've learned so much in this trip and like from like money to my own, like mainly myself, but like money, myself, society, jobs, like, uh, I picked up skills that I think will lend themselves very well when I'm traveling, um, as more of like a, thing to do rather than a way of life like right now I'm traveling just my normal day-to-day -day is travel so traveling isn't some like wow I'm going to travel vacation like it's not really a vacation for me it's just life so I'm very excited to utilize some of the trips I've or some of the tips I've picked up out here um traveling full-time and it, it is something that I 100% think everybody should do it is 
I don't know. Solo. Holy shit. There's a spider on the camera. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. A spider. I literally... A spider was like crawling its way up into the A6400. We can't be letting that happen. Um, so anyways, I thought I would do a little interview with myself. I'm not sure how I'm going to edit this in post. But I came up with a bunch of questions that... Um, a lot of things that I'll ask myself, kind of like, not directly, but just things I ponder and think about. So I wanted to just do that on this podcast because, I don't know, it's been a rough past month. It's been rough in ways of like, you know, if you deal with any kind of anxiety or mental illness, illness, um, you'll have like moments in your day that are horrible and moments in your day that are just chill and moments in the day that are fun, that are great. And they're just, they're normal, you know, and um Pretty much every day I'll go through a huge just wave of just like emotions and it's crazy. It's crazy. So I figured I would do this and kind of clue you guys in on and clue, clue myself in on this because I've also noticed this recently when, um, when I start to struggle and I start to question things and, and uh, lose track of what I'm doing a little bit, I've found myself going back to my old podcast, mainly the ones where I'm talking just, just like this, me to the camera. And they've really helped. I don't know. I guess like realigning myself with what I'm doing out here has really, really been helpful. So I want to make sure I don't get away from that. And every few podcasts, I'm sitting down with myself and making myself do this because in the end, I love it. Like this is fun. I I mean, the setup here sucked. It was really annoying. I had this like makeshift table here um, because I didn't feel like holding the mic. And um, I don't know. I I really love doing it. Sometimes it's just hard to get myself to do it. And I'm sure everyone can understand that. So first question. How has this trip changed me since I've left? How have I changed? How have I really, really changed? I would say nothing about me has really changed other than the fact that I... um, Like, nothing has changed, I guess. It's more of like I have just adapted. You know, I've adapted and grown. I, I I don't know if I would say change is the right word, but I've grown so much and... I've seen what it takes to uphold friendships because everything's long distance right now. I'm, I'm on the other side of the country by myself. I don't know anyone out here. Um, and so I've grown in, in, in terms of like resilience in a new setting. And I've always been resilient. I've always prided myself on just getting out of stuff and figuring my way out. And I've always done that, but it's never been in a way where it was that uncomfortable because I was always well in my realm of comfortability. I was at home. I had my parents' support. I had all the support of everybody. And this is different. You know, it's, it's really just me out here. And I've, I, I hit on this a little bit with Mark on the last podcast. You should watch that. It's a great, great podcast. We talked about loneliness versus alone, aloneness, I guess. And he asked me if I've ever, if I ever feel lonely out here. And the truth is not, not so much, you know, um, every now and then I'll get a hint of loneliness if I'm like in my car by myself watching a movie and I'm like, damn, I wish I had like someone with me. But that's very rare, to be honest. It's more of, um, before I left, I felt very alone. Uh, even though I was surrounded by people, if I was if I was surrounded by people or not, I felt alone. And that wasn't always bad, though. I never thought of it really as bad. I never viewed myself in a horribly negative way like some people do, where they hate themselves. I never hated myself. I just had very high standards. I had very high expectations for myself and I have high expectations for my family, for my friends, anyone I care about. I have very high expectations because I know they can handle it. And I think people will be surprised at how resilient they are. And I believe everybody has that factor in them. Even people with a victim mentality have that. They have a resilience factor. That's 
ingrained in human DNA. Some people have more than others, but I am, I'm convinced if, if most people are put in a situation, they'll do what it takes to, to come out on top. And, um, I think when you do that to yourself on purpose, like I did on this trip, I, I made up an excuse to put myself against the wall, back myself in a corner. I, I'm living in my car. I'm traveling. I didn't know how I was going to do any of it. I did that on purpose to see what, what I'm capable of and what, what I can do. And that's the healthiest thing I think anyone can do. And so, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. So what are the next question, I guess? Uh, thoughts on short form versus long form content. I definitely still stick with YouTube. Um, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with social media. I saw a couple of videos saying like maybe social media is going to die. It's going to turn into some other thing. But I, I think there's something in the space of communication and talking and I don't see that going away. I don't know if it'll be YouTube or Twitch or like what, but in some way or another, I'm going to continue this because I need this. And I've found that I've, I've really relied on myself in the form of my old podcast to get me through some shit. And I never thought that would be a thing. And I, and I, it's entertaining. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's so crazy. Cause even my first couple podcasts, I thought it would be cringy, but it's not. It's like, these podcasts are different than short form content from my YouTube channel, which I'll talk about later on in this, in this, um, Q and a, um, it's from the heart and it's from my truest self. And so nothing I say cringes me in any way. Like it's all like, yeah, you know, I, I'll watch a video from four months ago, a podcast I did. And I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. That's, that's me. And that's why I know I have to do this because it's my truest self. It allows me to connect with my truest self and, it puts me in the spot. You know, the cameras are on, the cameras are rolling. I have to perform, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I, I stick with long form and then I split it up into little highlight clips for TikTok just because, and, um, it's good. It's, it's, it's fun in a weird way. Like it's not fun. Like, oh yeah, like skydiving or like rock climbing. It's not like that kind of fun, but it's like a, a satisfying content feeling I get. And so definitely long form. Uh, oh, one, so one thing I noticed is I don't care so much about certain existential questions. Like, so for example, I don't know if you're watching the Lex Fridman podcast, but if you don't, you should. The Lex Fridman podcast, he's like, he's like a Joe Rogan style, but way more like, uh, in the details. And at the end of a lot of his conversations, he'll ask, what's the meaning of life? And I used to ask myself that question all the time and I stopped, you know, I, that question is almost like irrelevant now at this point. Like I've asked myself that so many times and I've heard so many people's answers that I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like there is no meaning. We're just here. And like, that's it. You know, we're, we're here to experience stuff and do things and love people and eat food and die one day. And, and something I noticed after watching like this Netflix documentary series where it's like about planet earth and stuff. And I watched all these other ecosystems, the entire ecosystem of earth. And everything works in unison. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a spot in the cycle of life. And we're, it's like we're the only one that isn't. It's like we were given this God particle of consciousness. And it's almost like whoever did that to us or whatever did that to us, there has to be a reason. Because everything else, everything else in the entire world has a part they play. And we're like separate, it feels like. Um, and... There has to be a reason, you know, and I don't know if there is a set reason or if there's just like a, hey, let's just see what happens. And I think that's what we're doing here. We're exploring. We're meant to explore the mind. We're meant to explore the earth. 
We're meant to explore possibility, opportunity, potential. That's what I'm doing here. That's what I want to do. I mean, the things I've done in the past few months, the things I've experienced that people I've talked to through this podcast, through travel, it's given me like, it hasn't given me purpose, but it's shown me that purpose isn't something set in stone. It's something that you just do. It's not a thing that you accomplish. It's a thing you do. That's It's like your dharma, your your purpose, the thing you do, the thing that you strive to do, the thing you try and get better at. It's all like the same thing. And I feel like I've, I've grown immensely once I accepted that and acknowledged that fact. And I've been able to face a lot of my demons because I'm like, look, I'm just a dude out here on earth. Kind of like the song Earth by Lil Dicky. Like I'm just a dude out here walking around, not sure where to go, what to do, why I'm doing it. I'm just here. And that's okay. It's okay to just wander and not be sure. Because like all the animals ever don't have that particle in their head where they go, why am I doing this again? They just do it. We're the only one, to our knowledge at least, that questions why I'm doing this. And that's a blessing and a curse because it's a blessing since... Well, I don't know. I really don't know if it's a blessing. I think it might just be a curse. But like, it's an interesting thing because we're the only ones. We don't have anyone else to bounce ideas off of other than other humans. And that's why this podcast is so incredible to me because I get to converse with myself. And I get to converse with other people and see why, why, what, how... You know, what makes them tick, why they do things. And opening up my own perspective has allowed me to mature myself, uh, like, directly. And seeing things from other point of view. And I, I watch videos and movies and I, I look at them differently now. Like, I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh! the other day. And shout out Yu-Gi-Oh! Shout out Pokemon. And there was a scene where it was in the first season. So if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh! fan, you probably remember this. Season 1. Duelist Kingdom, Kaiba versus Pegasus. Before the quarterfinals, semifinals with Yugi and Pegasus, Kaiba faced off against Pegasus. And Yugi and uh, Joey and all of them were watching from the top and they were watching this, this battle take place, this duel. And to them, they're like, wow, so it's Kaiba versus Pegasus. And then it zoomed into Kaiba and to what he was thinking. And he was like, I have to do this for my brother. I have to save him. And it, it made me think like, Everyone has something in them that creates a fire. And not everyone is willing to accept it because it's scary to take it on. And the people that you see in history, the ones that make it into the record books, are the ones who took that and fucking did something with it. They fucking went for it and they sent it. And that's what I'm doing out here. I'm just, I'm sending it and I'm kind of just like, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do here. And I think the problem in our generation is we see people at the destination when they have already jumped and they have already put themselves out there and this is years later than now they're on social media telling their story and they're people like us people my age people younger than me see these people and they go well I sort of sent it like why have I not seen success and I think people are forgetting that it takes a, a pretty crazy amount of courage to actually go and do something and I think a lot of people including myself for a long long time thought that I was doing something different I thought that I was doing things that would give me a solution that was different than I was getting. And when I look back on it before I left on this trip, there was nothing special about me. I went to college. I played club soccer. That's about it. There was nothing else. I felt different. I felt like I was this, this person that deserved all this stuff and, and should be exploring the world. But I wasn't doing anything. You know, That was just all made up in my head. And that's something I've learned is there's only so much 
that it can be accomplished up here. You know, manifesting is only so powerful if you don't couple it with action. And that's probably the biggest takeaway is um, you're not different just because you think you are. You're different because of the things you do and the people you impact. And the thing you want to do, like you have to do it. And it's scary as fuck. It's way scarier than you think. But once you like take that first real step, it ends up not being the, the type of scary that you think. It's a different kind of scary because now you've done it. Now you've started. And it's not scary in the sense of like, I don't, I'm too scared to start, like an anxious feeling. It's more of like a, okay, how do I get better? How do I build on this? And that's a different kind of terror. That's a different kind of scaredness and a different kind of situation you're in. And until you're in that situation, you really can't understand what that means. You know, and I know, I don't want to sound like I'm some know-it-all guru who's like done all this stuff, but I have started, you know, I have started step one is checked off. You know, I don't know where I'm at, but I'm not, I'm not twiddling my thumbs anymore. I'm not, um, I'm not thinking about it. I'm doing things, you know, and I'm very proud of that. And I think there's something to be said for that. And I think there's a lot of things that people can take from my symbolic journey of this joy age that I've called it. And I think everyone deserves, you deserve this for yourself to go and go on your own joyage and figure yourself out. What are you capable of? What do you want? You know, and I don't think you can find that answer unless you prioritize that. And it's, it's impossible to prioritize that when you're working, when you're, you know, you're, you got to keep up with your family stuff. You got to go to work. You got to, you know, do the dishes. You got to keep up with your chores. There's so many things in your plate that you don't have time to prioritize yourself like that. And an hour a day, I don't think is enough. You know, um, and I found that out here, I have so much time and I've still come up with reasons not to. I've still filled up my plate with things that are still unnecessary because it's terrifying. And some days are great. Some days I, I focus all of it into myself. Some days I don't focus at all. And it's a journey and it ebbs and flows. Like I've said in all my other podcasts, it's, it's a journey. And it's kind of like a story in a, in a movie that you watch, like, there's rising action. And if you're in a spot right now where you're like, fuck, dude, this sucks. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Just one thing that might help is you think about it as if it's the rising action in a story. And this portion is necessary. You can't jump straight to the climax of a story without the, you know, without setting the scene up, having the rising action, have some things happen, and then the climax, you know. And I don't know if there is a real climax in life, but I can tell you one thing. There definitely... There definitely is rising action and the rising action takes way longer than you think. You know, I think most of life is the rising action. And I mean, what do I know? I'm 23, but from the things I've done and tried, I would say there's a lot of people who, and again, I don't want to sound like a fucking asshole, but I don't think there's a lot of people who were willing in their life to try something and to really send it. I don't think there's many people who did it. And I don't know. And I'm not saying I'm better for that. I'm just saying you should just fucking do it. Like, it doesn't matter if you're 50. My dad's 55, I think. And he, he and my mom just picked up and left Charleston after 30 years or whatever. And they moved to Colorado and they're starting a new journey, a new job, new everything. Like, I'm, that's so incredible, you know, like, and I, I kind of discounted them for that. I was like, well, it's no big deal. You're just moving. But to them, they're like, yo, this is an entire life change. This is huge, you know, and you can do that. You can do it. You can, you know, Hannah's 18. She just moved all the way across the country. None of her friends are here. It's crazy scary. And I've been out here for a while now. So for me, it's a little easier. And I, sometimes I don't give them as much praise and I don't, 
I, I, uh, I think they should be further along than they are sometimes just because of where I'm at. And I forget that like I'm also on this journey and I'm no further than they are. I'm just on my own separate thing. You know, it's my own thing. And sometimes I judge people for that. And I don't mean, and I don't even think about it as judgment. I just see them and I'm like, well, you should be here because of my experiences. And that just doesn't make any sense. And there's no reason, you know, there's no reason to waste energy on that. You know, um, just do your thing and try and provide uh, a safe space for people. Um, that's something I've done my, my whole life. I've tried to do that at least and been that person an outlet for someone. And, uh, I think that goes a very, a very far away being a decent human being, someone who is willing, not for everybody, but for the people you care about to be that person saying, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you for real. You can talk to me and I'll, I'll set aside time for you. And I've done that. You know, I didn't think I would. I thought this trip would be an opportunity for me to be selfish. And it has been. But I've noticed and surprised myself that some of my friends I, I didn't even know if I would be still talking to. I've kept, I've kept close contact with them. And I've been there for them. And they've, they've been there for me, absolutely. And I can't thank them for, enough for that. I can't thank my family enough. The amount of growth we've had in the past year, everyone in my life is incredible and I for those reasons I think I'm on the right path here because for so long I, it was like a very slow incline of growth and then it just fucking catapulted so I know I'm on the right path here and I'm skipping way ahead here but I'm already on this on this topic I've known my whole life that I'm on this earth to do something and I know everyone says that I don't think most people are willing to act on it I think it's too scary for most people you get petrified and then you just waste your whole life I'm not willing to do that. I've seen what that does. Um, I'm not willing to do that. I am 100% willing. Is that rain? Okay, it's just wind. I'm 100% willing and capable. I know I'm capable because I've done all this shit. Um, I can do this. I'm capable of putting in work. I'm capable of grinding. Because the thing for me is when I'm balanced... Right now, I haven't accomplished what I want to accomplish. So balance for me is just holding me back. And there's some people like Gary Vee who just grind. They, that's what they do. That's where they feel most at home and comfortable. For me, I'm not that level of grind. But I definitely grind probably 60, 65, 35. You know, 65% grind, 35% rest and recover. Versus most people need 50-50. For me, it's just not that. And I've tried. I've tried so hard to balance. But when I do have enough time to, for myself, I get behind on shit, you know? And I watched this podcast where this guy was talking about, yeah, like doing something greater than you, uh, creating a legacy or, or creating a, a something, a brand or, or whatever. It requires some work. It requires extra work, you know? And not everyone cares to do that. I care to do that. That's something I want to do. Not everyone has to. And and people who don't want to do that aren't any better or worse than me. You know, that's just not what they want. For me, it's what I want. I want that. And for me to accomplish that, it's going to require X amount of work. X amount of work more than the average person because they're not trying to do that. And I want that for myself and I'm willing to put in that work. And it's time for me to stop feeling guilty and feeling like an idiot for wanting to work and wanting to get ahead because that might just be who I am and I feel I feel best when I'm working and I'm working towards something and I'm working and I'm grinding and I've got things on my plate 
and I'm being tested. That's where I feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable when I'm not being tested. When people talk about a, a nice, you know, residential nine to five life, some people really like that. Like, honestly, people I'm friends with want that. I have absolutely no desire for that. None. And that doesn't make me, again, any better or worse. It's just different. It's all different. And for me out here, I've found that I'm just not like most people. I just don't want the same things most people want. And so I can't follow those paths. I can't follow those trends and patterns because that's just not what I'm after. And I and it's hard because some of my friends want that. And so sometimes I'll, I'll look at my life compared to them. I'm like, well, I should probably do some of those things. But I'm not going toward that resolution for them. For them, they have a different place they're going. I have a different place. I got to do different shit. And that's okay. And I've really struggled with that. And so this is something I need to... I don't need to announce this. Like, it's not really a big deal. But I've been really, really struggling, as I said earlier, with balancing all my shit. <sighs> and I can't. I can't do it. I can't balance. I can't balance my money. I can't balance the podcast, the YouTube channel, like, working on myself, helping my... Like, working with my family, my friends... I can't do it all. It's too much on my plate. So something has to give. And my family's not, I'm not going to give up my family, obviously. I'm not going to give up my friends. I'm definitely not going to give up the podcast. I'm not going to give up money because that's toward one of my ultimate goals, my biggest goals. So my YouTube channel is going to have to take a break for a while. Not that I've been consistently uploading, but like while I'm out here, I've noticed that I have no desire to share my life like that, like to vlog so much. Maybe every now and then, but like not, not really, you know, and I thought I would, you know, I bought the drone. Um, I like filming if I'm having experience and I want to capture emotion. Like when I was in Utah with Nancy and her family, I filmed a lot. That was fun, you know, but that's filming memories for me. And when I f make YouTube videos, it's not really about filming memories. It's about creating a storyline that doesn't really exist. And I'm just, that's just not something I'm interested in. I'm not really into the making videos for the algorithm. It's not something I care to do. So I am going to make YouTube videos, but they're not going to be YouTube videos like that. They're not going to be, you know, five tips to do this. But, you know, look in my inside of my car. I live in my car. Like, I just don't care to do that. It's not my authentic self. When I watch old videos, it's kind of hard to watch sometimes. And that shows to me that it's not like my authentic self. And I just have no interest in pursuing that. So I am working on a couple cinematics cinematic like montage style for my trip I will be doing that because I've already filmed all this shit like I'm not gonna not make that that's exciting to me I like making cinematic sequences creating a story that is there and isn't some fabricated stupid YouTube algorithm video so I will be making those and I thought about doing like one of those um one of those like memories so you've seen those apps on the on your iPhone where it's like you take a one second clip every day I'm, th I'm thinking about maybe doing that and just like filming parts of my day randomly and then at the end of the month and be stitching together some kind of cinematic video because I do like editing I do like making videos um, I just don't like the idea of like showing for a video kind of like those YouTube videos are this doesn't feel like showing or performing really it's, it's more of just like me speaking my truth and it's different and so it's gonna have to give and that really sucks because I feel like not that anyone gives a shit, but like I felt like I led people on and were like, oh, I'm going to make this like a YouTube thing. And I'm going to make all these crazy videos. But like, that's just, I tried it. I did. I really gave it some effort and I just did not, it wasn't it, you know, and I can at least be comfortable saying I tried it and I know that it's not something I want to do. And that was hard to come to terms with. It took me a long time. I kept trying to make videos, but it's really stressful and it, and it adds, not that. 
it adds anything to my plate physically because I wasn't even making the videos. It's not like I was pumping out videos every week. But the uh, the mental strain that puts on you when you're trying to think of, oh, I need to make a video, but then I have to go and go to this place and think of this storyline and blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm already thinking about my podcast. I'm trying to schedule people. And it's just too much shit right now. At some point in the future, I definitely will be bringing it up because I want my podcast and my YouTube channel to go in hand in hand. Shout out Maddie again for that idea. It will come back. But at least for now, I'm, I'm focusing on the podcast. I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. I'm sending it. But for the podcast, I'm going all in. I'm going to pursue the people I've been trying to get. I've just been kind of like half-assing it. Like, hey, we should do this. And they go, yeah. And then I just never, we never really like schedule and make it happen. I'm tired of that shit. I want, I want this. I want this podcast. This is crazy. Like, I, just, I don't even have like a setup. Like, it's just a fucking $15 boom arm and me and a camera. Like, that's all it is. And it's the most powerful thing I've ever done. I've never felt more comfortable, at ease, content with my life when I'm here filming and when I'm editing, um, distributing. It's like, it's the most satisfying thing ever. It's like, I can't explain it. And I, I think a lot of people would do well. It's like a form of therapy for me almost, but it's like flawless. It's like a flawless therapy because I get to grow. I get to record it. I get to mark my progress. I get to re-listen and, you know, it helps some people, not everyone, but I have been reached out by some people, believe it or not, that have said, you know, this podcast is fucking sick. Like, thank you for making this or, you know, this this clip you sent me or this clip I watched was um, really powerful or whatever. And that feels really, really good. And I, I still stand by that's not why I do this. I I care and I'm glad for you, but I don't I don't care. And I've said that before. I don't care. That's not that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because. It's something that brings me true contentment and joy, whatever word you want to use. It's something I really, really love. I love it. And there's not a lot of things in my life that I can say the same for. And so why bother, you know, devoting 10%, 10%, 10%, 10%, and then giving this one 50 when I could just give this 90%, you know? And then when I'm not doing this, I'm just working and I'm making money, trying to fund it and, and getting closer and closer to financial independence and finding where I fit in this world. And this podcast is that avenue. It's, it's the chariot for me to find myself. And it works. It's been working. Why am I running away from it? Because it's scary. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. I've struggled enough. I've been overthinking enough. I'm just going to do it. So it feels really good to say that. Um, we're going full steam ahead. The, uh, my Instagram bio is not going to have my YouTube channel link anymore. It's going to have the podcast I'm pushing the podcast. It's what I want in my short-term future, and it's what I want in my long-term. I want this to be something when I'm 50, when I have kids. I want to have a podcast studio. Like, this is what I want. I have nothing in my fucking life that I have this for. Nothing in my life is planned. You guys know this. I'm extremely spontaneous. I don't like structure like that. I don't like having plans. It's really hard for me to execute plans because I have so many different things I'm going. But this is the one thing in my life that I'm like, no, this is it. This is the thing for me. I'm glad I found it at 23 or 22 and I'm, I'm going full force with it. So yeah, I've overcome anxiety, imposter syndrome, and a childlike brain on this trip. So I read this book called think like a monk, which I recommend for literally fucking everybody it is the most, it's probably the only book out of all the self-help books I've read that actually can be applied. You know, power of now is great. But I can't really apply that sometimes. Think Like a Monk is incredible. He's a uh, an ex-monk 
who was able to use a lot of his things he learned out there and translated it into like English basically like into a, a way where we can actually take something from that and apply it in a real life situation and I've learned so much I need to reread that book I want to it's one of those books I think I'm going to reread throughout my life it's an incredible book one day I want to get Jay Shetty on a podcast or I want to talk to him because he changed my fucking life and anyways I uh I've overcome a lot of my imposter syndrome on this trip because I've become someone that is capable. I've become someone who I'm proud of. I've become someone who travels. I've become someone who goes after their dreams. And that's someone that I aspired to be growing up. And now that I'm here, I've recognized that that's what I'm here. And that's what I'm doing here. And that's who I am. And I don't, I don't really feel like an imposter anymore. I don't feel unqualified. I don't feel like an idiot like I used to. Um... And something that was pretty shocking is one time I asked myself, I was like, would I be comfortable interviewing someone like Tim Ferriss, someone like Bill Gates, someone big? And the answer is no. Like, I'm not scared to do that. I would be very comfortable if, if Bill Gates reached out and was like, hey, I want to interview, or I want to uh, do podcasts or whatever. I would be like, yeah, I don't feel at all unqualified. Like, I am very confident in my skills in communication and I have such an open mind. I, I'm just here to learn. I'm here to explore everything. And can't do that without talking to people and and it's something I just I feel very comfortable doing it and I used to get so much anxiety around this stuff and it's like the one place where my anxiety just dissipates you know and I don't have anxiety before my podcasts I've always had performance anxiety in my entire life soccer sex um, performances speeches anything public public speaking I don't get the jitters this is like the one thing I don't get the jitters for and I know there's a reason for that. Like This is where I'm most authentic and this is where I'm most at home. And so that's why this podcast for me is so incredible because I don't have a studio. Like I don't have a thing. I don't have a sign. I don't have like a, a physical thing that is joyage. It's just me. Like it's my authentic self is what I bring to the table and it's, it's more than enough. And it's, it's everything I need. And yeah, so I've, I've overcome a lot of my... Uh, the things I struggle with growing up through this podcast. This is a question I've asked myself because um, there's a bunch of family stuff going on behind the scenes that I'm not going to talk about, but sometimes I'll be talking and I'll start to question whether or not I have any merit here in the sense that like, am I right? I think I'm right about certain whatever. Um, and I found myself, I've gotten really good at communicating to the point where sometimes I feel like maybe I'm talking about a subject that maybe I don't know that much about, but I'm so good at talking that I've convinced myself that I'm right sometimes. And not that I've gotten insecure about that, but I've become just more realistic and like, hey, I'm not always right just because I can word things in a way that sounds right. Or I think I've thought through all the things, therefore I'm correct. Like I know there's things I'm wrong about and there's things that you know, I don't understand. And I've, I'm come to terms with that. But um, the one thing I will say is, I think a lot of people, including myself, will resort to like a, a victim mentality in the sense that, and that word gets thrown around, but I, I mean it in the, in a way of like, they'll give themselves excuses. And I did that my whole fucking life. And I still do it every day for just random stuff. Um, I think that's the cause of most people's suffering people wanting to do something and they just don't think they're strong enough and they just, you know, maybe it's too trivial so they just don't bother doing it. And I think that's the problem is when you don't do those trivial things, the small things, the uh, 
the little things that break past mental barriers for yourself is when you don't do those things and you start making excuses and then those build and they build and they become who you are and you become just a machine of of, of excuses and you just give up your fucking life. You give up your joys, your symbolic life. You give up your, your true purpose of like, you know, acclaiming all your potential or whatever it is or whatever your purpose is. And, you know, and I think so many people live a life that maybe they weren't meant to live because they were too scared to embrace that. And not that I'm embraced everything and not that I've, you know, accomplished everything and I'm this great person, but I will say that I have done that one thing that I think 90% of people are too scared to do. And it's only because I got to a point I was just suffering so much that I was like, I don't have a fucking option. I have to do this. And I hope that everyone gets to that point, you know, and the problem is it's a dark place. It's a really fucking dark place, a really, really, really dark place. And that's where you find out what you're made of. If you're willing to roll with the punches and take them and fucking evolve and mature and grow, or if you're going to fucking take the hit and go down. And in life, there is no such thing as going down unless you, you know, you off yourself. Um, and for most people, they're not going to do that. So the other option is they fucking curl up in a ball. They get a job they hate. They fucking come home. They watch Netflix. They get drunk. They get high. And then they restart. And they do it again and again and again. And that's what rolling over looks like. That's what rolling over and showing your belly looks like. And when you don't do that, you realize how much you're capable of and how much you can actually make stuff happen. I didn't know what I was capable of. I didn't know what was going to happen when I left. I just fucking was like, whatever, I'm just going to figure it out. And I did. Like, I did figure it out. I grew. Like, I've, there's so many things I used to worry and think about at the beginning of this trip that I don't give a fuck about anymore because I've grown past it. And so many things that I've picked up on this journey that I never would have picked up and I never would have thought I would have picked them up had I not done this. And not that everyone has to go off on a trip and live in a car and be solo, but I think it's more symbolic than anything. Everyone does need to go on that thing. You know, that might be like, you know, moving to a different country, moving to a different state, you know, um, getting an apartment by yourself. Uh, getting a job you're scared of, you know, enlisting in the military, like whatever that is for you, like that thing you're scared of, the thing you want to do that's down deep that you always come back to, you always think about it and you don't do it. That's the thing that when you do it, when you start and you make that first, that first decision toward that goal, that's where your real life starts. You know, I saw some podcasts where they're like, you, people have two lives. The first one, um, is before they're aware and then the second life starts when they realize what their potential is and they realize who they are and I believe that you know there was a life I was living before that was like basically in route on on like in route to my potential life for like years I was on there I was on routes you know just not quite there and I struggled for so many years you know I was so scared to try things and this trip has taught me more about that than anything I just try stuff now like the other day, I bought an NFT. I've been wanting to buy an NFT for like three months, four months maybe, you know, and the months before that, I wanted to get into crypto and I finally just bought some and then I learned and then it just happened and now I'm here and all these things happen. Just, you got to roll that first, you got to push that first domino over and it, nothing will happen until that happens. And I talked about that one of my first podcast. That first domino has to be pushed over. And the thing is, that first one is the heaviest one. You got to put all you got to push so hard to get that first one going to finally get out of bed, to fucking fill out the application, to just go to the place and sign up. Whatever that is, you have to go and do it. And that's the hardest part. Because once you do it, you go, oh, shit, that wasn't so bad. And then you're, then you're good. You're on the road. You're on a new road. You know, and you can do it. Everybody can do it. I did it. 
I'm going to do it again. I do it every week. You know, I make myself do it sometimes because I know it works. And once you do that first time, you realize how fucking powerful you are and how much you're really capable of. <laughs> Where am I at with Meg? Would I ever interview her? Someone actually asked me this a few months ago. That's why this like popped in my head, but... <sighs> Where am I at with Meg? Um, Meg as like an individual person. Um, I'm past her like as a person. Um, I think like the symbolism behind that relationship, behind the fact that I was so insecure in that relationship that that's what ultimately led to like the demise of the relationship. And so many things that I should have just like seen that I just wouldn't let myself see. Um, it taught me a lot about myself. So since I'm still working on some of those things, that part of my life hasn't fully been closed. And so she's part of that still technically. So I would say I'm over her as an individual person, but some of the things that were things that had gone wrong in that relationship, I'm still working through. And so for that reason, she's, she does come up every now and then in my head. Uh, but more just because of like, there's certain things I want to work on that I just they were brought to light in that relationship and were big, big reasons as to why that relationship didn't work out. And it's scary for me to think about new relationships because I haven't fully worked through those things. So, um, I've self-sabotaged myself so many times now, um, with new girls that maybe I want to date or whatever. And, uh, I want to make sure I'm taken care of emotionally before I put myself with someone else. You know, I don't want to project on them, you know, and same goes for like future kids. I want to make sure I'm fucking, taken care of up here financially um i don't want to project bullshit on my kids i want to just love them i want them to be explorers and that's all i want for them you know and you got to take care of yourself first and so that's what i'm doing i'm, I'm still working on that so would i ever interview her <sighs> not not for probably another year no Why do I like sadness? So me and Mark talked about this in my last podcast. Ah, he was talking about how he's like addicted to sadness. And I 100% get that. I feel you, Mark. Um, I am too sometimes, you know. Not always. I'm not always addicted to sadness. But when I get sad, I I like it. It feels good. I like sad music. I like dreary aesthetics. Like I, I loved Washington yesterday when it was gloomy, dark, foggy. It's just something about it. It's just cool. It's interesting. And, uh, you know, when you get like, when you're sad and you get high and you're sad and then you're like, fuck, and you want to listen to sad music, it feels good to kind of ruminate in your sadness. And I don't know what I like about it. I think I like that it connects me with my emotions and it's when I'm happy, it's kind of hard to connect like emotionally with happiness. It's more of like a feeling. And when you're sad, it, it like pushes you to like who you really are. And I think that's what I like about it more than like the actual sadness. Thoughts on altered states of consciousness, namely like drugs, alcohol. Um, I've always thought this since my first trip with LSD. I don't view any altered state of consciousness as higher, lower, better, worse, even death. I just think it's a different, it's just altered. Like the word is different. It's not better or worse or scarier or easier. There's all just different. Like and they've proven it. When you're on shrooms or you're on LSD or DMT or whatever, your brain just reacts differently, you know, and you don't know which one's right. Just because this is the default, like sober is the default, doesn't mean it's better or worse or the right one. It's just the default one. Like who knows, you know? 
Um, so it, it's sometimes it's hard because I don't see death as bad either. I just see it's different. And the only thing with death is you can't experience it until you're fucking dead. So it's one of those things that I'm curious. And I think when I, when it comes to the point where I'm like, yo, it's time to die. I think I'm going to, like in Harry Potter, just greet it as like an old friend. Like, hey, I'm ready. Let's do this. And I have no idea. I'm not really scared of it. I'm just uh, more curious than anything, to be honest. And with the same with drugs. I just, I don't have a negative view or a positive view. I think you do with it what you do. And some people take it and run with it. And it's really toxic. And some people it's not, you know. People, anyone who says you can't get addicted to LSD, it's bullshit. You can absolutely get addicted to it. You can, addic- you can get addicted to playing video games. You can get addicted to anything, you know. And, you know, I... I actually, honestly, I haven't tripped at all this trip, which is surprising, but um, it's kind of like I liken it to when you play like a video game, like pretend you're on your DS, your Game Boy, you're playing Pokemon Gold, playing Pokemon Gold, that's so- pretend that's sober. And one day you're like, you know what? Not that Pokemon Gold is bad, but I feel like playing Pokemon Silver. That could be marijuana. That could be fucking LSD, whatever. And you go, all right, you switch the cartridge, you hop in that, stay to consciousness for a while, and you go, all right, ready to go back. And I just don't think it's bad. I just think it's different. It provides opportunity to think in a different light and that's that's really all I have to say about that uh, so here's one of my last points here uh, I, I talked about I talked about this a little bit earlier but um, the idea that people crave boring monotonous even though they say they don't that's ultimately what people want people want uh, a life where they don't have to try that hard they, I mean they want all the things that come with trying hard but they don't want to actually try hard for me, I like trying hard. I like working, you know? Like, and Lex talks about this in his podcast. I like to work. I like to do things. I like to struggle a little bit. It gives me some sense of, like, um, accomplishment, you know? And when I'm not working on something, it's really hard because I'm like, dude, I just, this is what I like to do. I like to work through stuff. I like life not to be boring. I like not knowing what's next. When When I know what's next, I feel very fucking burnt out. Same with any job, like, Orientation started to get boring. Serving started to get boring. Every job I ever had after like a year or two gets boring. And it's because it becomes monotonous. And some people like that. I just, I don't. Not better or worse for it. I just, not after that, you know. Here's my last point. What are some things I remember about my childhood? So these are some of the things that I've I've pinpointed as reasons that I've been kind of messed up for a lot of my life. So in Japan, I remember when I was in like somewhere in lower school, probably third grade or something, I got lost in a big, big public school in Japan by myself somehow. I don't know what happened. I just, I remember wandering around being like, where the fuck did my class go? Where are all my friends? What? There's no one out here. It was like, it was like deserted. And I remember just being fucking scared and like, what do I do? And so I remember I curled up in a corner in like a hallway, an outside hallway. And I remember just curling up, like sitting in a, the fetal position kind of and just being like fuck I don't know what to do and just crying some kid walked up and was like kid kid chan kid son like you're not supposed to be here like you should be in your class where are you supposed to be kind of thing and he was like my age and I was like I don't fucking know and that's all I remember I ju- but I just remember that feeling of being so lost and scared and like no one can help me and that same along that same lines in Japan I remember getting bullied so hard for being an American, like a classic, classic bullying, you know, like you see in the movies, like straight out of a fucking movie, just fucking eighth graders picking on you, you know, stuff that you never think happens in real life, you think it happens in movies and it's crazy, that shit happens, you know, and it was, it was so, 
like when I think about it, it was such a classic bullying move. Just like, oh, you're fucking speak English. Like you're such a loser. You're American. You're short. And he was like an eighth grader picking on like a fourth grader. And that shit messed me up because I was like, damn, am I just, am I a fucking loser? And I, I, uh, I carried that around most of my life that I was a fucking loser. And that was my reality. Porter Gallon, I was a loser. Every girlfriend's on me. In fourth grade, Annie Hudgens left me for Cameron Parker the same day I asked her out. So I just had feelings of inadequacy my whole fucking life. And until this, until probably like 21, 22 years old, I never really got out of that mentality. And um, still working through it though, you know. I have a different personality or a different perspective on it now. But I thought of myself as a fucking dweeb for most of my life. For largely to some of those experiences. Oh yeah, and I remember like all middle school and high school trying to constantly fit into social circles. Like when you're in middle school and like there's a group, a, a circle group of people talking about whatever, I would try and like get myself in there and I just never could fully fit in where I didn't feel awkward. And I remember just always wondering like why I can't, why won't anyone welcome me? Why won't anyone like welcome me with open arms and like want to be my friend? And that sucked like my entire fucking life until like college I had that, you know, and College was the first place where I had people approach me wanting to be my friend. Uh, maybe a little bit in high school, but not so much. You know, it was always to get something. But in, in college, I met some real friends that are going to be around my whole life. And I don't feel those feelings of inadequacy so much anymore because I'm a person who isn't inadequate. I'm just not. I've done some things now that I'm proud of that have changed my reality. And... uh it's allowed me to kind of work through some of those childhood traumas that I had growing up, you know, just constantly feeling like, uh, just fucking don't deserve stuff. Constantly feeling like I'm second place runner up just my whole fucking life. Like that's, that was the, that was the fucking theme. Like in Japan in like fourth grade, Makoto kun left me as a friend. who's like my best friend. Cause I said something dumb in Japanese. I used the wrong word just unknowingly. And he like roasted me in front of everyone and just was like, you're a horrible friend. You're this and that. Like, I don't want to be around you. And that fucked me up a little bit, you know? And I had a lot of that shit growing up where I just got tossed around, it felt like. And maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but that's the reality I took. And that's the story I wrote for myself growing up. And once I got to college, I realized I could write my own fucking story, you know? And I started to see other people's point of views. And I'm like, hey, um, my reality isn't the only reality, you know? I am who I think you think I am. You know, that, that stupid quote. Uh, let me say it again in case you, that went over your head. I am who I think you think I am. And it's true, you know. But you also are who you think you are. There's like multiple versions of who you are, you know. Like there's a version of the cashier that saw you earlier who thinks you're this person because of how you acted the 30 seconds you talked to them. And you can't control any of those things. You know, you can only control who you are and uh, just be as good of a person as you can. Be decent. Take the high road. And yeah, yeah, man, that's that's really it. A lot of things I've learned on this trip. A lot of things I'm going to be learning. A lot of things I'm working on. A lot of things I'm proud of. A lot of things I'm not so proud of. But no regrets. Three months in. I don't know when I'm going to stop. Next up, I'm going to Hang out in Washington for a little bit. I'm going back down. Going to go see my parents in Colorado. Uh, but yeah, man. I'm uh, going all in on the podcast, though. Thank you for listening. 
If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, like this video, share it, all those things, because this is going to go somewhere. I'm telling you right now. This is like investing in Bitcoin at 50 bucks. I guess I'll close out with this thing I haven't done in a long time, but if you're struggling right now, if you think you're not adequate, um, you fucking are. You are absolutely capable of everything you want to do. You just got to do it. You're capable. You can do this. I'm a classic story of fucking a loser who didn't think I was could do anything and I just kind of grinded. You just got to weather the storm, get through it, work on yourself. Try things, bro. Try different things. Try all the self-help things that you've heard of. Try all of them. See which ones work for you. Integrate those in your routine. Do them as often as you can. Be a good person and just fucking work, dude. Don't be scared of the work. Don't be scared of the work it puts in because a lot of things in life that you want, if they're big, they're going to require some work. That's all I have to say. Hope you have a great day. Peace. Okay, so this is like a little commercial break. This is a few hours after I recorded, but I feel like I had to talk about this. Um, I'm on a hike right now, but I wanted to reiterate because I don't know how much I mentioned it on the podcast, but... I don't have my shit together a lot of the time. Like, I really, really don't. And it's so frustrating to me because sometimes I feel like I do. Um, and, like, every day I feel like I do. But then every day I also feel like I don't. So it's, like, the amount of ebbs and flows I have throughout the day. Like, at the beginning of the day, I might have, like, the best start. And then, like, at lunch, I may have, like, the worst thing happen. And me just be so angry at everything. And then, like, an hour later, I'm eating lunch and I'm fine. Um, but one thing I'm noticing is, like... There's so there's such an array of options to do. Like I have literally anything I want to do, I can do, and like since like there's so many things I can do, it's like overwhelming. I don't know which one to do, and so I ponder, and I'm wasting hours through my day, like real hours of time pondering which one I should do, when it fucking doesn't matter. And like I feel like I'm drowning sometimes, and I feel like I don't have enough time. Like I'm gonna run out of time. Like there's some ticking time bomb. Like on the SAT when they say 60 seconds left, it feels like my life is like that sometimes. And I just when that happens, I just remember that that's normal to like have seasons of that like sometimes where you just have to struggle and fight and then sometimes in life where you're just chilling and you're just like not not thinking that much you're just it's fine and then sometimes it's a sprint and it feels like a sprint and you're out of breath and you don't have time to breathe and during those times like I try and find ways to just be mindful and like set aside real time to sit and like be grateful for shit and like go on a walk and just not think and it's it's really hard but when you make yourself do that it really really helps and yeah i don't know i just thought there was something interesting about so many options that you just want to keep as many options open as you want you know you want to have as many you want to see all of them before you even think about deciding which one to go on and for anyone who's out there like me whoever thinks like that you're not alone i mean i don't know what else to say other than that and remember that you're making all this shit up in your head and just like it doesn't matter that it's not that big of a deal like think back to a day where you remember everything that happened you can't like too much shit happens every day in our lives every day like doesn't technically matter um just as they're coming just i don't know just make better peace with the fact that there will always be a million options to choose from and it doesn't matter which one most of the time and i have to remind myself that a lot and honestly i don't do it that often and so yeah i don't know I'm not sure if I'm going to put this in the middle of the podcast or the end, but I just had to say something. It was on my mind. I had to say it.